My name is Ben Almond. Using the perspective of my own life experiences and a passion for great leadership, I share observations and ideas for you to use on your development journey. This is The View, from where I sit. Hey everybody, Ben here. I know it's been a while. I admit it's been more than busy and I've struggled with connection during the past year, but I'll talk about those things in another episode. I'm re-inspired to engage and talk with you about my views on the things we face in both our lives and our careers. This week, our team's going through something that brought out memories, and I had a few thoughts I thought might be worth sharing. I want to talk about a fundamental cornerstone of achieving greatness. No, it's not something we've covered before directly, at least. I'm not going to talk about cunning and strategy or about aggression and passion. Today, I want to talk about failure and losing. As usual, I'll start with a story. In my younger years, I had the opportunity to be a part of a few truly dominant teams in sports. Teams that came together to be something formidable, but formidable isn't unbeatable. When I was 17, I was a part of a team that had gone virtually unchallenged through much of our season. We were dominant in a way the league hadn't seen before, and it was starting to be a basic assumption that we would walk over the competition to win the championship with little challenge. About a month before playoffs, we were slated to play against the team we would most likely see in the championship if we made it. They were also having a great season, but were pretty far off our pace. This game was on our home turf, in front of our crowd, and on a Friday night when it would get some real attention. The dressing room pre-game was loose and easy. The team was joking, laughing, and going through the routine. There was even talk about the parties after the game, what people had planned for the weekend, and upcoming dates. Given the topic today, I'm sure you see this coming. We went out and we were beaten. Beaten badly. The room after the game was much different. Silent would be an understatement. We had been served some medicine that night, and we didn't like it. On my way out, I ran into our head coach. He had long been a mentor of mine and pulled me aside for a chat. He was upset. Nobody would have predicted this outcome based on what had happened through the year so far. Had we missed something? What did I hear in the room? By no means was I insightful or particularly thoughtful at this age, but I had a gut feeling. I told him that there was barely a word spoken in that room after he left and then I felt what happened that night was the best thing that could have happened. It would serve as a wake-up call. I don't know if he or I actually believed it, but we left it at that. Long story short, the real test came when we showed up to play that same team in the championship. The room pregame was silent and intense. Words didn't need to be spoken. You could feel the focus. The team used what had happened, and we absolutely showed up to win that day. I didn't realize what I had witnessed that season until much later in life. When I broke my back at 27, actually on the exact day I'm recording this, a friend visited me in my hospital room. She said to me, In life, it isn't about what happens to you. You're defined by how you behave once it happens. The advice was meant to help me focus on the things I could control, the path forward rather than lamenting the past. I had witnessed this with my team a decade earlier. We used our experience to rise up and be even better than we had been in the past. We were humbled. We learned. We focused and we rose even higher as a result of that loss. Be it in sport, business, or life, there are many examples of the most celebrated teams or individuals going through major losses before rising to greatness. Steve Jobs lived through failure before finding his place and making the impact he desired. 
We talked about Michael Jordan being cut from his high school team in an earlier episode. Great things are forged in fire, developed under pressure and in pain. Life and business involve failure and losses. This is normal. If you're competing and putting yourself out there, you're going to be exposed to it. When, not if, it happens, you have a choice to make. You can be stunned into inaction, afraid, or thrown completely off track and stuck dwelling in the loss, or you can choose to move forward. I want to encourage you to take the step forward rather than getting stuck looking back. This isn't instant. In fact, I suggest you take a tact something like this. First, take some time to reflect. Be sad or disappointed or hurt. Grieve the loss, but set yourself a time limit. Don't let this consume you or you won't move ahead. Once you've cried it out, reflect on what you can take away from the loss. What did you learn? What would you do differently? The coach from my story, a man by the name of Walter Pappage, used to ask me, Mr. Almond, are you a student of the game? He asked this because for you to grow and improve, you must always be learning, and our failures are also the best teachers. Be a student of the game, particularly when it hits you the hardest. You learn more from difficulty and loss than you do when it's easy. Use these reflections to solidify your path forward. They'll make you better, just as Coach Papage intended. Now you've grieved, and you've reflected. Raise your chin back up. Set your eyes back on your goal and use this experience to harden your focus. Get the team back together and talk openly about the positives and how the learnings will help you going forward. If you can remind yourself that the best in any business lose along the way, we all lose. Then take a simple approach like this and find a way to turn to the future. You can go beyond your original goals as the loss will make you stronger. Don't let that loss define you. Let it shape your next win. From where I sit, Losses should be embraced. They should be valued and learned from. This doesn't make it easy or painless, but if it were easy, would it be worth doing? To wrap up today, I want to share a quote from Theodore Roosevelt that I've loved for some time, but I was reminded of it recently. The man in the arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold, timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. I urge you to continue to be someone who dares greatly, and one who does not fear failure but embraces it and uses it to shape future daring ventures. And I'll be right here trying to do the same. This is The View from where I sit.